0: Culture everyone pop my culture my culture
1: my culture everyone. It's the Pop My Culture Podcast with your hosts Cole Stratton and Vanessa Ragland. Hey everybody welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast I'm Cole Stratton and
2: I'm Vanessa Ragland. Hey V, how uh, are AC, you?
1: Pretty good, cool. <laughs> We've taken care of the introduction. Yes,
2: I'm so relieved.
1: And that was the introduction song.
2: Welcome to the Pop podcast. People find us guess. annoying
1: sometimes. Weird. I know. I don't understand Those how. people that
2: say I have to fast forward through that intro. Did they say that? I don't
1: know. Uh, they, probably should, they should. I feel
2: like I've read that. <laughs> That's
1: probably. Uh, welcome to the show, you guys. Uh, we've got a very, very charming, wonderful guest. This yes. Podcast. A real glamour puss. If you guys watch Mr. Belvedere, and come on, admit it, you did. You watched did.
3: Mr. Belvedere.
1: Uh, Eileen Graff is our guest. She played Marsha Owens, the mother on the show, for all five and a half seasons of the show. Um, and she's
2: seasoned, a- seasoned, seasoned Broadway actress. Yep. Like, Sandy on Grease. Like, so much work. She's such an impressive person.
1: Yep. It was really fun talking to her, so yeah. we think you'll enjoy the episode very very much a uh, tiny bit of housekeeping then we'll get right to it if you Don't like the show that's right <laughs> if you like the show leave us a review on iTunes
2: it's called iTunes and you go in and then you look for pop my culture podcast yep and then you click the fifth star in the line hopefully and then you write wow well this was great thank you <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wow well this is great thank you <laughs> or whatever you want to say It's fine you can, say, fine. Uh, you can also email up. us
2: info at pop my culture podcast.
1: We'll read them all. We'll write you back. Guest suggestions, always welcome, as well as just saying hello or anything else. Um, I think we're, we've are we talked about it, and I think we're going to do it soon. Mm-hmm. We will do some sort of mailbag thing periodically. We have been getting a few emails. Yeah, so.
2: we want to collect a good amount. So if you have any funny questions or things you would want Cole and I to bait each other on or uh, you know answers you want for your life, we can guide your romance. <laughs> we can guide everything. I don't
1: know if you should ask for that stuff, guys. <laughs> Definitely but, uh, ask do what you want. It's all good. Uh, we're listener supported primarily. We have a straight sponsor every once in a while, but, uh, won't not to terribly pay often. pay us money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only cause we do have costs we have to cover. It's not free to do this. Sadly. No, it's not. Um, so. any
2: gift you give, it really is hugely yep. appreciated. And if you go to our website, pop my there's a little donate button.
1: Any amount helps, and we will give you a shout out on a future podcast. And we actually have a couple shout outs we need to do this oh, episode. Okay, let's do them. Um, you know, we, sometimes we do some weird characters or some impressions that we mm-hmm. sort of do okay. Um, but I actually have somebody that I'd like to bring out for this. And this I is, I wish you'd told me this before we started. Playing. Here's the thing. Um, I found a book of mm-hmm. spells and I, I like the metal in the dark arts sometimes, I know, Vanessa. I, but I wish you wouldn't. I know. So I opened it up mm-hmm. and I just, I just chose a random passage. Just like, you know, like you're flim, flipping through a phone right. book and you just put your thing down. You're like, Oh, Johnson, sure. whatever. <laughs> so, you know, I picked, I just picked a spell and yeah. I just read it. And evidently it, Long story short, it brought my Cabbage Patch kid to life.
3: Hello, it's Debbie! So.
1: Don't. So, Vanessa.
3: I love my. Overalls. I have an Audi belly button you can push. I smell like baby powder. Ugh. I have yarn hair. I love 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 my dad Cole. Uh,
1: okay, so Vanessa, before yeah. you ask, let me just answer them. Let Me just pre one, yes, I have a cabbage patch okay. kid, and two, it, it is a girl. Oh, but okay. let's not. Don't worry about that. I'm not going to dwell on that. i more just, dwelling please. on this
2: huge cabbage patch that's living over here.
1: Right. So.
3: My name is Deborah. I love my dad. Oh, my God. hair is made of yarn. Oh, I came with a birth certificate. La 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 Anyways I look like I was made From pantyhose I'm trying to
1: figure out How to get the spell reversed But until then Debbie Would you like to help dad With something
3: I would love to help my dad That's what Debbie is
1: Sure great Debbie we have some people We need to thank That donated to the podcast Uh, I don't know I don't think you're reading Comprehension Uh, I'll just tell you who they are Yes Uh, First we need to thank Larry Dear
3: Larry Thank you Okay. Love Debbie and her dad Cole I love my dad And I love uh, you Larry And I love you Larry And I know another uh, dog named Larry He's a boy
1: Okay, alright Debbie, just a couple more to do okay. here I, apologize. I Can I
3: have some fruit or sugar?
1: Sure, you can have both those things uh, oh. I don't know where they go You're still made out of cloth uh, Veronica is next
3: Veronica, name sounds like a heart Monica, well, we would like to blow into your face and see what comes out of it. Thank you for money.
1: Okay. One more. Uh Uh, Murphy. Am
3: I doing good, Dad?
1: you're You're doing great, kid. Yes. Murphy is the last name to
3: think. Murphy, a Murphy. Your name sounds like a dog. I would like or a person. I would like. Thank you for being yourself when everyone is telling you it's hard to be yourself, but you are doing it, Murphy.
1: Thanks, Debbie.
3: Anytime, Dad.
1: Hey, Debbie. Yes. Uh, Look, I think I saw a monarch butterfly outside.
3: A monarch? Yeah. Do you know how beautiful they are?
1: Pretty beautiful. I gotta go! You should go see... (laughs) (sighs) You were strangely quiet during all that, Vanessa. She's disgusting. I had to bite my tongue. (laughs) A lot that... Well, thank you guys for donating, and uh, I will really try to figure out how to reverse yeah, that spell. Because I hope to God she never appears on this podcast. That was again. enough.
2: That was enough. That was <laughs>
1: all right. So, thank you guys for your donations. It really means a lot to us. It really, honestly, does. We do this show because we love it, and it helps us to do it.
2: Yes. So, thank you for listening and every kind thing you say. And yeah, it's a good, it's a good age to be alive. That's
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were in the Renaissance. Um, well, let's get to our show. Shall we? All right, here we go. Eileen Graff, everybody. uh, That doesn't quite work. Yeah.
2: Come on, Eileen.
1: Woo I so believe in this moment.
2: Podcast.
1: Everything. (laughs) Everything. All right, here we go. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Our guest today, well, she's a great actress and singer. She played Marsha Owens on Mr. Belvedere for its entire run, which was five seasons, like 117 episodes, I think, which is pretty
4: fantastic. Oh, there there it is. It's like when you're a little kid and you don't want to be nine. You want to be nine and a half. Right. Right. Just so everyone
2: knows. Five. Five. 5.5 5.5
1: 5 wow. seasons. Oh, thank you. This very much. changes
2: everything. Um, she's also got a show
1: coming here to the Catalina Jazz Club soon. I believe on June 24th, it's better with the band. Eileen Graff is here.
2: Hello. Welcome. We are thank so you. excited to have you. Oh, again. thank you. Happy to be here.
1: You, ma'am, are a class act. <gasps>
2: you think? I do. Oh, I really I'm do. I'm so relieved because I've been worrying about that lately. Well, I'd heard that you could be trashy, but when I looked into it, you're not. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually kind of boring. And maybe, and maybe boring
4: equates with classy these days. I'm not really sure. <laughs>
2: I hope so.
1: Well, we're super classy. The class- first thing <laughs> is dicker fart? dicker fart? Wouldn't <laughs> uh, <but>, uh, <laughs> that be sad if, uh, we we, if really had, sad? if we had that segment on the show, that would be terrible. <laughs> that would be awful. Um, well, speaking of interesting things happening in pop culture, okay. uh, Zoe Saldana who most of us know as a giant blue alien and avatar as much other things. She just got married and her husband is taking her name, which is pretty unheard of. Uh, I believe he's Italian. Uh, Mark Perigo is his name. So now he's Mark Saldana and she's she like, she
2: had the better last name. She did. Don't you think it should always sort of come down to that? Like, I really yeah. do. ever name is cooler. Yeah. You just I didn't take my husband's name because I'm not a fan. I don't like it. Erwin, it, it sounds like a turtle to me.
1: That's fine. He doesn't, and, he doesn't listen to your podcast. He doesn't. Oh, he does edit it, I guess. But, but he doesn't have to listen yeah, while he's no. editing it. Uh, no. Uh,
2: but yeah, I didn't take it. Wasn't interested. But if he'd had a really great name, sure. Yeah, you think? Yeah. I didn't I I mean I've been married thirty seven years. So you guys
4: fact, are still figuring it out? No, not at all. It never <laughs> yeah. occurred to me to change my name. Really? It just never occurred to me. I said, Why would I why would I do that? You're this and person. I'm just this is who I am. Yeah. And then people would say, Well, you've got your father's name. What is that? I said, What all right, so it was my father's name but it, but it's my name. For my whole life. <laughs> For my whole life. <laughs> Although I will say that on my passport and only on the passport, it says Eileen Graf Lanzaroni. Because I figured if we were out of the country and something horrible happened, I would want. Oh yeah, I would want that identification uh, potential so right. that people would see that there that it was a family. Yeah, but that's the. Did only you
2: watch risk. Taken? No, oh. it's a kidnapping movie. Oh, oh no, <laughs> Just way before that. <laughs> I like that as a game plan, though. Like, yeah, you can be attached when it's beneficial,
4: and and when it when it right when it's going to be. For your, for your safety, or, yeah. Because yeah. if you're like dead on a hillside in the Alps, and the only thing that's left are the passports that are little crumpled up bits, but they see two names that are the same, they'll say, "Oh my goodness, there's a family here." So right. we'll Put them in the same. We'll put hole. them in the same bag. You know? oh,
2: you're a romantic at heart.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but we just thought that it was that it was smarter to be identified as a family group. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that makes sense. It's I very like
1: interesting it. that I mean in evidently she was like she fought against it and at first was like you oh, really? sure you want to do this like you like he's, he's like a big italian male like you're uh-huh. going to be emasculated by a lot of people and he's like i don't care i think the exact quote was i don't give a sheet uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well and that's so. the
4: sign of a true somebody who's really secure in their identity yeah, yeah. that's it's a like, real I, man I don't, I don't care what anybody
2: says what are you kidding also, like, look at my wife and look yeah. at me. If you look at pictures right. of these people, names are irrelevant. Yeah. They are we yummy. We are pretty. What do we need names for? Names are, are just pretty. for the ugly people, honey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, good for him.
2: Congratulations nice. to the newlyweds. Pretty cool.
1: We wonder about that, too, like, because, you know, like, he's not famous. She is. So there is that. I mean, does that come into play at all? Like, the, because sometimes you'll have an actress who is famous and their husband isn't and they still take his name. And then all of a sudden their name changes. Like the one I could think of is like Haley Cuoco Sweeney now or whatever oh, she goes by Big Bang. Big Bang or whatever, like things like that. They do sometimes change it. And like, that's like raises the question of like, well, you've already established yourself as an actor with your name. Like, is it, Good to, you know, change horses midstream, as they say. Like I think in, in a case
4: like hers, it doesn't matter. She's making $15 billion That's in episodes. True. Yeah. So what, is, what does it matter? And throughout the years, people... I mean, the, the first person that I remember doing that was way, way, way back when Farrah Fawcett married... Um, The $6 million man Whose name I now forget So she changed Lee Major She changed her name To Farrah Fawcett Majors And then when they Inevitably got divorced She went back To Farrah Fawcett Just dropped it off So you know It's fluid It's all fluid I think
1: There's also Joanne Wally Kilmer Or whatever When she was married To Val Val Kilmer And then she dropped that So she's Mm -hmm. just Joanne Whaley Or whatever it is So yeah I guess it's I guess if you just kind of tack it on it's not as bad right. than yeah. if you were to like you just remove boop, your bye last bye. name and yeah. fully right. change it like right. if if she had become just like Farah Majors mm. it might have Which been Which is a right. little, still
2: a cool name.
4: Yeah. yeah. I mean that's true. She didn't make a bad play. What I think is interesting that we're even still discussing this. <laughs> I mean what year is it and why is this still an issue and why is it it's still so interesting silly. it's so bizarre to me.
2: All this stuff I feel like things are going to start to really dissolve in a good way soon like the even these discussions. Mm-hmm. Because everything's being pushed right now so intensely, I think a lot of walls are gonna be broken down kind of while we're not even looking. You know? I think that's
4: a really good point. Not while we're not even looking. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like suddenly
2: a complete non issue. Mm-hmm. No one would care at all. The the things we're discussing, you know, in popular culture, like this is right after I am Caitlin cover mm-hmm. comes out that like rocks social media in a really positive way from what I saw. Um,
1: What was weird about that to me that there was bigger controversy not so much about like the transformation that Bruce went through and all that stuff but that he used Caitlyn with a C and not a K.
0: (laughs) Like that was like the thing that people thought
1: they were like you know dissing himself like dissing the whole Kardashian clan. That's
4: interesting. Because if
1: you're going to choose that C name or something you know why not just be like Barbara or something (laughs) then there's there's no issue whatsoever you can't do that with a K. She knew what she
4: was doing. (laughs) You get the K sound and we know K are funny, yeah. right. but true. without the true. actual
2: letters, so yeah. right. sort of, he killed two birds with one. Win-win. Win. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or rea- and now his her reality show is going to be making their reality show nothing. That's not true. They're completely everywhere and
1: inescapable. It's pretty insane how, f- really, on. how fast all of that happened.
2: Yeah. Really, the
1: whole transformation, the whole everything, like six months, maybe. Well, like, but... Was-
2: in another way, I mean, he was taking hormones in the '90s and going right. through this for so, so, so long. So it's really sad how long it took. In that sense, yeah. But I mean, I guess you just commit and then boom, roll mm-hmm. out. And this is after being on a you know crazy reality show for years and years, where you learn about producing the story. And it seems like it was like handled. I mean, oh, Vanity it was, it Fair, was everything was just <laughs> it was packaged and handled. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it moved quick. Yeah, super quick. Yeah, it is interesting with like, and this kind of ties into the second thing I had in here, which is like Jerry Seinfeld got under a little bit of heat from some of the comments he just made a couple of days ago, which I don't think were that bad. But um, he basically said that he doesn't play colleges because they're too politically correct, that all the students are too PC now, and you're losing that whole thing in comedy, which I I guess is true, but some of that is good because you're not leaning on the old tropes and profiling and sexist things that a lot of comics have said throughout the years.
4: But comedy is about the best comics were dangerous yeah. yeah and broke new ground and um and were fearless mm-hmm. so if you're if we're always walking on eggshells then you know maybe it's not so good however there's no i i hope that we've evolved past certain uh clichés you know yeah. i mean although clichés are clichés because they're true um but, I, you know, I was just listening a little bit on the radio about that and about Seinfeld saying, I, I don't, I think you're all, you know, I, I just want to be funny and you're not letting me, you don't want to let me do what I do. And I think that every comedian, when they stake out their claim to what it is that they do, that's who they are. And they feel yeah. very close to that. Yeah. And Seinfeld has never been a hateful comic. no. His no. whole point was that all of his shows were G-rated. He never used language. He never was offensive. He took everyday stuff that we... It was face. all these oh, observations. It just yeah. was yeah. observations. Was... So I think it's fascinating that it's Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. He was never not,
2: a shock comic. Never.
4: Never. Yeah. So not you can once. only imagine how far it must have gone for him in, in terms of being aware of PC yeah. that even Seinfeld is reacting. Feeling
2: censored. Yeah. You know? yeah. Of all people. Jerry Break. Seinfeld of all people. <laughs> well, it does feel... Sp- I feel like the climate is kind of getting strange just for observations in general. Like I feel myself more nervous about saying things Mm -hmm. in general than usual. And I, people are really ready to debate and take sides. And I feel the internet is such a polarizer, you know, you get
1: like mob mentality. Yeah.
2: And I, I don't know. I've noticed that creeping into my head too, like worrying, over worrying about if things offensive when I feel like as a person, I hardly ever come from a place where I'm like delighting <laughs> yeah. in a mean thing. But um, there's just, it feels like there the world has splintered into so many people that feel so ready to tell you like, Oh no, what you just made fun of is the most important thing to me in right. my life.
4: Well, so don't listen to me.
0: Yeah. Don't a great thing. Actually. Don't come to
4: my show. Yeah. It's not know? for you. It don't don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't watch any of those shows. Yeah. I'd have nothing to do with them. I'm not saying that they shouldn't make them. I I don't think they're good for us. I don't think they're good for society. I think they've been horrible for society. But it's not my job to tell them, don't make it. It's my job to make sure that I'm associating with people that are not hateful, that are not interested in bringing somebody else down, that are not interested in taking the table and throwing it up and Mm -hmm. calling somebody by hateful names. Because I think that behavior then becomes something that, People that watch it think is the norm because they don't know how TV shows are made.
2: Yeah, and it's right. in their vocabulary now. Of it, it like, is. this is a reaction to yeah. have. But, but it's but
4: it's not. It's a TV show. Yeah. So it, you know, it, it even comes down to um, I judge um, a talent competition for high school students in Southern California. It's called the Spotlight Awards. It's a big. Fancy, fantastic, wonderful program for talented high school students. And I judge in the non-classical voice category. That's my speciality. And um, when American Idol was very, very popular, and it was all about being mean to the singers, Uh the kids would... And these are kids, you know, 13 to 18 years old coming in and singing... They had to do so much therapy for them before they came into the room to tell them this is not going to be like American Idol. In serious? the real world, people are not mean at auditions. People are there oh. to give you the job
2: at an audition. Yeah.
1: They're supportive.
2: They're bec- I want you to be the answer to my prayers, right. Right. please. I've, I've, and if not, I'm not going to waste my energy on anything. Not. Absolutely Just you goodbye. Know. You know? Yeah.
4: Goodbye. Thank you so much Thanks for coming. coming. You, right. know, you got dressed. You took a shower. You look great. I love your shoes. Yeah. You know? Um, but they, the kids were expecting us to be like American Idol or so those sad. shows and say, that's a TV show. It has nothing to do with real life. It's a TV show. So a lot of people don't realize, I mean, we're in the, we we live this life. We know how those things work right. because we're, we do that or we, you know, it's our business to know what goes on to make a show, but the other 185, 90, Million people in the country—they don't know what
2: it takes to put on a TV show, so they think it's real.
0: Yeah, yeah.
4: that's sad. That's and that
0: these true.
2: candid moments are being caught oh, of people behaving. Could you behaving. please do
4: that again? We missed the—we uh, missed the throwing of the mug at the at her head. Could you please? The yeah. Can uh, we it. Clean it was in it the up? shot. Yeah. Could you please <laughs> just attack her? You know, I didn't get a good shot of your nails ripping across her face. Could we do that again? I'll, oh, sure, fine, no problem. Can we have some more corn syrup, blood yeah, over exactly. here.
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly oh, for the
2: wait. baby shower. So we just choose not to participate. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the best voice you can have in that discussion. Yeah, that's true. Just to not be near it.
1: And, like, and let's be honest about the Seinfeld thing. The reason he doesn't play colleges is colleges he's don't a, have $200,000. Yeah, that's what I am That's the reason you don't play colleges, Jerry. It's not because of the PC thing. I,
2: that's really taking a big cut out of his budget. I know. Not he's to he's a billionaire. Sure. He's
1: not going to do anything right. that he doesn't feel like doing. And right. he's not going to go play Ithaca.
4: Excuse <laughs> me? Of all the colleges I know, I and college towns in the universe you pick... Ithaca I don't know I went to Ithaca college
1: and I'm sure it's delightful
2: but, but I don't you're not think, getting sun honey I don't
1: think they're gonna match his quote
2: I don't think so
1: I don't think anyone is going to do that so
2: but the nice
4: thing about being at that level is that you can go work for free you can work for $25 you can donate yeah. your salary you don't need the money he yeah just wants do what you to, want you know, gee I'd love to do a college tour I want to get that juice back I want to and you know whatever they want to pay him he can say well I'm not doing it for the money sure
1: fine I wish more people had that mentality because a lot of people just kind of hoard their money and then just don't do anything with it. And, you know, you get it to a point where you really don't need anything. And, like, we – you know, I run a comedy festival up north and we get some pretty big stars. And they – and for them, most of them, it's, like, about making them comfortable. Like – Mm-hmm. they don't need the money. It's not about a payday. It's right. about like, let's make sure that there's a car there to get them. Let's make mm-hmm. sure they're in a nice hotel. Let's make all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, we can't pay them what they want to get. They're accustomed yeah. to getting paid. Mm-hmm. There's no way. If they come to do it, it's because they support the arts. They want to be there. It's fun. They get the excitement of being on a stage in front of a crowd that adores them and, mm-hmm. you know, getting to work stuff out versus let's go cash in because they don't need it. They right. really That's don't. such
2: an yeah. exciting kind of, Celebrity or artist to see Is the person that after they're successful And they don't need to do it And I mean I'm thinking of people right now like Weird Al Like people that will go out of their way to make appearances To do charity work And it is so obviously not about a payday It's about they've always loved to do it Luckily there has been a payday Mm -hmm. And now they're doing it more Mm -hmm. And I just I feel like that makes You know fans and just people It's just such an inspiring message Mm -hmm. And it it means they're having fun Which is kind of the point It
4: it all can't be about the big check. Yeah. Because as we all know, and in a life, in a career, you have a few year, for most of the worker bees, I'm not talking about, you know, the monster gigantic right. stars who can still command enormous amounts of money for 40, 50 years of a career. I'm talking about the worker bees. Most of us will have a good... 10 years, if we're Mm -hmm. lucky, 15 years where you make your money and you sock it away because you know, at some point it's going to be over, but it doesn't mean that you don't want to get out there and do stuff anymore. So you have a certain luxury of saying, well, now I'm going to work for $5 because I miss working Mm -hmm. or, or it's fun, or I want to support this festival or it means something to somebody or it means something to me. I just want to go do it. Yeah. So I can afford to do it. I don't care if I lose money on this. I'm just going to go do it. And that's, I think, I agree with you, especially for the acts that will be involved in philanthropic endeavors and yeah. will do benefits. Mm-hmm. And there are always people that are willing to do that
2: for you. And then there are the people that just, they don't, they not don't interested. want to. They're not interested. Yeah. Do you have a project you can remember as one of your first passion projects?
4: Um, all of the sort of cabaret singing kind of things Mm -hmm. I do are because I really need to sing. I really, really, I started as a singer. I grew up as a singer and it's, it's something that I, if I don't do it for a while, I just get a little nuts. So, I mean, the, 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 the project that we're going to be doing at the end of the month at, at Catalina's, um, I used to do a lot of benefits and telethons and club dates and stuff and with big bands everybody used to have a band Mm. with instruments and my husband ben lanzaroni he's a writer he's a composer he's an arranger and i have all i have a stack of charts like to choke a horse that now when we go out to do stuff there's no money nobody pays for a band anymore you have it's ben and me you get ben at the piano Mm -hmm. and me singing and one day i just said i mean talk about a passion project that's exactly what this is i said to him you know We're at the point in our life where we can kind of do what we want to do. I want to hear those charts again. I want to hear that music. I don't care how much we lose on it. It's important to me. It's like it was burning inside of me. I said, I want to find a way for me and all of our friends and everybody hear the music that you've written over the years to hear these arrangements. And that's how this thing came about at the Catalina. It's purely a passion project. It's because I couldn't stand not singing with those. And we were a 14-piece band. I can't remember the Mm. last time I had a 14-piece band. I just can't even remember. So, and and it just sort of, it feeds you. And I feel I'm beyond lucky that not only do I have the music available to me and my husband is brilliant at what he does, I have the, I I can do it because I want to do it. And... I can just make it happen.
2: That's so exciting. Yeah.
4: So it's it's cool, but when you and it doesn't have to and and that, this is really small scale. I mean, some people have Projects, they say. Well, I really have to make this movie, so I'm going to raise a couple million dollars, and I'm going to make this movie.
0: Right.
4: I never. <laughs> <is that> big. <laughs> Fourteen pieces in a band. Fourteen pieces hmm. at the Catalina nightclub in Hollywood is going to be is is big for me. I to, mean, that's
2: big to for do. anyone, and yeah. it's got such a so much heart already.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's so exciting. We're
2: excited. June twenty fourth. That's our. That's
4: everything. In life is now. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't do anything till after the show. I can't do. Anything. It's yeah. one night. I'm acting like I'm opening a Broadway show here. It's one night. But it's uh, it's. You know, it's
2: important to us. Yeah.
1: Nice. That's and that's, awesome. yeah, Wednesday, June 24th, 8.30 p.m., Catalina Bar and Grill. Um, you can go to canalinajazzclub.com or eileengraf.com for information on that. Thank you. Pick up tickets if you're in the LA area. Ooh. If you're not in the LA area, buy tickets, but good luck in here. <laughs> um,
2: then it becomes an expensive night out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Really
1: expensive.
2: <laughs> but maybe this is your passion project.
0: That's
1: <laughs> So you, you met Ben on Greece, right? Correct. On Broadway. Right. And what was that process like? Uh, you started on Broadway. Your first thing was, Promises, Promises. Right, right. What's, what's the Broadway week like for you? Like you've done it quite a bit. And- I,
4: I did it in my twenties. Yeah. Um, all through my twenties. I was either doing Broadway shows or, or national tour or regional theater. Um, but a lot of Broadway in those years. And we were just talking about this, um, recently about when you're young and doing a Broadway show back when I was doing Broadway shows, it was great. It was exciting. It was, it was almost your day job because there was a lot of other work to do. Mm. There was commercials and there were narrations and there were films and there were commercials. There was so much other work that you do all sorts of other stuff in the day. Mm. And then you go to work at night and meet your friends and go do your show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we didn't obsess over our shows. We loved our shows. I loved doing the shows that I did. And each one of them was very, very different and, um, and each valuable in their own way. Um, and now Broadway is like my, my daughter's generation. My daughter's been in two Broadway shows and she also has a podcast. And her, the what they call the Broadway community now is very different from what it was back when I was there. But gosh, it was great. You just, you you live in a bubble sort of when you're doing a Broadway show and involved with all the other people who do that because it's normal to you and yeah. you don't realize how what a rare and fantastic opportunity it is to be able to go to work and do your show eight times a week and get tired, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. but
4: who gets tired when they're 22? You know, nobody. Yeah, <laughs> um, And, uh, and to, to become friends with such massively talented people and mm. think that that's Oh yeah, well, the way yeah. people and are. That's the way people are, <laughs> right. and, and, then, and then you're unemployed, and you realize that oh, that's not how yeah. that's not really how it is. Oh, you're in
1: the unemployment like line
4: yeah.
2: singing, right. no one else. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, but it was, uh, it, was it was great.
1: What kind of mezzo soprano jobs do you have at the moment? <laughs> well, uh, we well, have. Yeah.
4: yeah, it's true, and and you know the the show business people who do go have to go in for unemployment. There are certain offices here and in New York, and sometimes you do have to go in, mostly you don't even have to go in, from what I understand, but they look at your stuff, and if they're they're in a neighborhood where there are a lot of performers, they... They realize, oh yeah, okay, go, just go, go try to get a job. You know, yeah. they don't. They don't say, "Have you looked for a job yeah. this week? Yeah. Have you?" You know, it's, it's like so you
2: have, no you have no marketable skills. No marketable skills,
4: except I have every skill in the universe yeah. that anybody could ever need. It's just really hard to quantify. Right.
1: <laughs> Does that office need jazz hands? I, I could bring that in. Uh, currently, I've
2: got a friend that could make this whole office sparkle. Right,
4: <laughs> but when you think about, I mean, for yourselves as well performers. Um, I have. A, I had a friend who uh, started an employment agency and she specialized in finding jobs for performers Wow! because she said they make the best employees. She said specifically dancers make the best employees, but actors, singers, the best employees, because we're all self-starters. Mm. Nobody handed us anything. We all had to go out and get it. Mm-hmm. So we are... A, And I don't know about your experience and my experience, I would say 99% of the people I've worked with have been disciplined and organized and can take direction, can follow direction, can learn almost instantly what Mm -hmm. you have to teach, know how to show up on time, know how to look great. And she said, that's basically what employers want. You know, if you can learn a job. You know, yeah, yeah. What do you have to teach me? I'll learn
2: it. If I don't know it today, I'll certainly know it by the end of tomorrow. Because essentially, they're just going to be pretending to be a secretary. You know, like (laughs) like that's the role they can do it. Oh, I think I'll wear the white
4: collar, little bow, and then I'm going to (laughs) have the heels.
2: I I know how to do this one. I I got it. (laughs) Of
4: course, if you're technologically ignorant. You're not going to be able to make it. You're not yeah, going to go be a programmer at <laughs> Apple. It's not going to happen. But for a lot of jobs, I mean, you t- y- you don't really n- need to know exactly what the job is. You just you just. Yeah. Have
2: to- I think in general that's so true. Like you have to be a good and smart person yeah. that listens, and that you listens. can figure out anything. Yeah. Every time I start to doubt myself too much, you just like look around the road and think, okay, everybody got there, but. And figured out how to drive and get a driver's license. Like, idiots everywhere driving. I can do this. You know, I've, I just have to talk myself
1: off the ledge. I oh, wouldn't that. call what half of them are doing is driving.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, just thinking of, okay, they they figured out all those steps to jump through. Or anything that's complicated. Yeah. Whenever mm-hmm. I get overwhelmed about, like, oh, no, a passport. How am I going <laughs> oh, like, to Everybody figures it out. You, you just do it one it's, thing at a time. You even figured and, out how to have a baby. Yeah. And that's the go. hardest thing. Right. Yeah, that was. That's hard.
1: I will have so, those things where, like, <laughs> like if I'm ever feeling like I don't know if this like sketches that is good enough or this story I wrote is good enough or whatever, then I'll be like, Wait, it's amazing that I can that anyone can write that anybody yeah, yeah. that we have the ability to do everything that we. Mm-hmm. Do like it's pretty phenomenal, so just be proud of that, yeah. You right. know?
2: Proud and also that. realize everything is silly at the end of the day, I you know. know everything we stress out about from sketches to real life stuff is so fleeting most of the time, mm-hmm. and we're so lucky to get the luxury of being stressed <laughs> out about
4: well in, in our lives you know? in our country. I mean, the things that we worry about are, it's, yeah, uh, you know. It'll, it'll all okay. be fine. Yeah. As they, as we always say it's going okay. to
1: be okay, honey. It's okay. That's a good point about the work ethic thing, though, for performers and stuff too. Even even within the performer community too, there's only talent will only take you so far. Like if mm-hmm. you're not dependable, you're not reliable. You don't work hard. You're, you're not going to last very long.
2: Especially happen. not now. I mean, there's so many avenues for people that are self-starters to completely create their own path mm-hmm. in a way that hasn't been possibility always like people have huge access to huge audiences. So yeah, if you're just good at what you do.
1: Yeah. You can shoot movies from the thing that's in your pocket. Right. Like full <laughs> movie.
2: Put them online from that same thing that's in your pocket. Yep. Like it's yeah.
1: Bonkers. Mm-hmm. Bonkers. I'm sure that d- drives people crazy that like went through Crazy amounts of film school. Learned to edit on flatbed with film mm-hmm. and stuff like that. All stuff. Like and I well, no one's doing that anymore.
4: But right. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, when we started out, when my husband started doing, um, he write, he used to write scores. He wrote scores for like hundreds of episodes of television. And when when he first started out, I mean, he they were literally. With razor blades doing edits on film with razor blades and all of that. And then the technology happened very quickly, very, very quickly. And as I'm sure you, well, maybe you haven't experienced, but what what I see is that the access to technology is a two-sided coin. It's really good and it's really not so good because it does put in the hands of amateurs things that we used to consider art. Right. So that if... I don't care how great you are on, on your computer if you don't have a great story to tell and if you don't have, um, well, most, it all comes down to telling the story, mm, you know, yep. whether it's in music or in film or in books, it's all the story. That's the only thing that really counts is the story. If you don't have a great story to tell, all of the technology isn't going to get inside your brain and make you creative. You've got yeah, to tell the so story. True.
1: Yeah, and that's so. the biggest thing is, like, a lot of people are creating content that's just completely empty. And, like, there's people that – kids come up now that they want to be famous. They don't know what they want to do. They no. just want to be mm-hmm. famous. Right. So they just shoot themselves talking to a camera and put it online, and then their friends like it. And maybe people think, oh, he's cute or she's right. charming or whatever, and that can result in something. there's people that are massive online stars that really don't do anything <laughs> don't do any- and make millions of dollars. Yeah. And there's going to be a little bit of that, I guess. I think,
4: I think you're right. I think there – and, and you just, as a person, have to decide whether that's okay with you, whether that sits right with you. Yeah. I want to be a person... I mean, I'm a very shallow person. Don't make, <laughs> make no <laughs> mistake. <laughs> I'm extraordinarily shallow. But I want to, at the same time, be a person You're of substance. You're playing it off really well. <laughs> I still want to be a person of substance. And I want the, the work that I do to have some substance. And I don't want to be famous for and it never would happen, but it, to be famous for being famous is something that, it, you know, I'm, not, I'm just not interested in. Yeah. I'm interested in, and I would hope that people who are serious about a, a career in whatever it is that we do, basically in storytelling, to want to be in for the long run, to want to have a 60, 70-year career, to because your story changes mm-hmm. as you go through life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Andy Warhol was the smartest of us all, and we all get our 15 minutes, but... Some of us want more than that 15 minutes. I want
1: 35.
4: <laughs> well, well, we'll have to negotiate.
2: <laughs> We're going to have to add in a lot of ads, okay?
1: You know who was a person of substance? Marcia Owens. Look at that. Look at Whoa. that. What I just did there. Dun, dun, did that transition. Dun, 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 uh, Mr. Belvedere great fantastic show i used to watch it all the time Aww. in fact bryce beckham has done this podcast a couple times i just love him he's a really cool dude he's a oh, he, yeah
4: like bryce is really cool yeah <laughs> totally cool. He's really cool he was but cool he, then
1: he's cool now mm-hmm. like yeah as a kid like i think i looked up to wesley because i like the fact that he like wasn't big like he's just a little like you know smart ass wise <laughs> you know? i was like that was that i tried to be a mm-hmm. up so right. i totally identified with that character in tv yeah. uh, and i love the fact that he drove mr Belvedere is so crazy. <laughs> um, so it's rare to get a show that lasts more than a season or two. Five and a half mm-hmm. is a lot yeah. of episodes. You get over 100. You go into syndication, all that good fun stuff. So it's around. It's still on. Quite every, a bit. It's
4: on every day. Yeah, it's on like one of those wild. on one of those channels that are way up in the top of the numbers. <laughs> the <attics. laughs> right. It comes from your attic. <laughs> we're sort of all up there yeah. putting on the what? little play from yeah. your attic. <laughs> oh, that's lovely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> had you known any of the cast before the project was for Hewitt or anybody? I know.
4: Yeah, I knew Christopher. Christopher actually had directed me in a musical. Oh wow! Um, years a few years before in New York when we were all still working and living in New York, he directed me. in in a musical called Over Here, in a place called the Paramus Playhouse in Paramus, New Jersey, mm-hmm. which was a place that everybody really wanted to do shows because it was close to New York, so you weren't really on the road, you weren't traveling, you oh. were just going over the bridge to New Jersey. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he was the director. I'd, I'd known him for, for quite a while before, but he was the only one. Nice. But when I met Bob Eucher at the... he was Bob was there at the final, final... ABC, you know, the network
0: right, auditions. Yeah.
4: I must say that I think for both of us, it was kind of love at first sight. Because um, I was, I can be a bit of a wise guy and he is the ultimate wise guy. Yeah. And I was giving it back to him as, and I was fearless with him. Mm. There was just something about him that made me say, I can say anything to this guy and he'll be fine with it. So like in front of network executives, we had a, a really nice banter going on mm. aside from script stuff and after i came home from meeting him i said to my husband i think this is going to work out i really think wow. i really like that guy i think he's very cool and very smart and <laughs> really funny
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> i think they did a good job of writing marcia to not be thankless because it could have been like just look at you you know what I mean yeah. Like, but like I think you guys did have a really good rapport and banter on the show I think that's one thing that worked really well the show is that the, the core nucleus of the show really worked well mm-hmm. together yeah. see that and, there, and so. I think
4: that for any any show on television, especially, you have to feel like the family is the family. Yeah. yeah, it could be a drama. It can be SVU. You know, how many years later we still, even though there's cast changes, you still feel that that's a family. Or the or Big Bang, it's a family of people. And if and if that if that core group does not work as a group, you're not you're just not going to have a show.
1: Yeah, it's so it's so good. I still love the fact that it's still out there and you can find it i mean that's what's great nowadays you can find almost all the content that's ever been because either it's living on a satellite cable station somewhere or it's all pirated online or all the dvds or blu-rays are out there like you can find almost anything now which is so cool
4: And, and what's cool about being in a show like that and being the mom on a show like that is i can't tell you how many people will just come up to me and say you raised me yeah. You, I came home from school, especially when we were in syndication. So we were on every day at like three or three thirty in the afternoon, and kids would come home and sit at the kitchen table oh. and have their snack and do their homework and watch the show. And I would, so many people. I say, really, really I'd say, yeah. you were like, you were like my mom was at work, and so I would turn on the TV, and That's you were so there. Sweet. And I've had that. I've had like scary looking dudes tell me that. Mm. And I never, you know, I could be out anywhere, and there could be all sorts. Especially when the show was on in syndication. Especially, could be walking down the street, and there could be like a whole bunch of like a gang's worth of scary looking mm. kids wa- walking towards you. And I would never bat an eye because invariably someone would like I'm one of their Oh wow,
0: you're
4: here. Look who's here. Look over oh, here. Oh. Take a you know. And that, so that's. What a, what a wonderful thing to have in your life is yeah. to know that you um, had an
2: impact on a whole bunch of people. Yeah, you were sort of an indelible part of their family yeah. and you didn't even have to you do the dirty work. No. Yeah, you don't have to, Literally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it okay. was nice. I know for me, like, I dro- drive from San Francisco to LA quite a bit when I'd go back and forth a lot when I go for the festival or whatever else and there's a town called Wesley that you drive by. Oh, really? And every time I go by it I always go, Wesley. Like we <laughs> always we always do it. My friend Gabe does it too. It's just like a thing <laughs> just because of the way that Chris View would say that in the show. Like it's like it's weird that like that show, at least in that respect, has impressioned me to always do that <laughs> when I drive by a certain town. Well, now town. you've
2: cursed everyone that heard that.
1: Yeah. It? So <laughs> so if you drive by Wesley, which is in Northern California, like. please go Wesley. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing I think
4: didn't hurt us at all was when Family Guy did the, um, when the Stewie, the dog, no, the, 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 the child, whose name I yeah. forget, the one with the football head, what's the baby's name on that Family is, Guy? Isn't that Stewie? That is Stewie. Oh, that's yeah, Stewie, yeah, right, yeah. when Stewie would did a whole he was watching TV and Mr. Belvedere was on TV and it, I was at the computer one day watching family guy. And all of a sudden this whole Mr. Belvedere (gasps) thing comes from family guy. And I went, Oh my God. Oh my God.
2: Do we sing our song? (laughs) It was very, very cool. Did any of your husband's music come on? No oh. Not on Family Guy You should demand money anyway yeah. <laughs> We can litigate I feel like I've got an angle on it you got an angle <laughs> Let's go in there fighting cool. Cool.
0: So
1: we uh, I mean I even hate to bring this up But we debunked We tried to debunk The urban legend The whole That Christopher Hewitt Came into a table read And sat down on his Man parts And then they had to Cancel the table read For the day
4: Bryce, did you not heard that. I never
1: heard that. See, there oh. we go. Uh, Bryce debunked it, saying that never happened. He's never, also, he was also like, I was also very young, so it's possible that I wasn't there that day or whatever. <laughs> and then, right afterwards, the podcast after us, Doug Benson's podcast, Doug came on and said, like, I watched it, that thing that Bryce debunked, but. I used, my used to be roommates with somebody that was roommates with the older brother in the show, and he said that it did happen. So like it's been it was debunked, and then it wasn't debunked, It was I was re-bunked. like it was rebunked. And so now it's just sitting up in the ether. But I'm going to take this as a second debunking.
4: Yeah, I, I don't, I, I never even or heard no that. no acknowledgement of the bunk. I, there we yeah, go. I, I cannot bunk that. I, I'm not. I never heard it. I don't remember it happening. I I I can be of no assistance to you because this is absolute new news to me. Oh,
1: those just. Stupidly weird urban legends that. Like...
4: And and the, the funny thing about those urban legends is that then you'll hear that same story about someone else on a different show. Yep. Yes, it was like when people were calling me up and saying, "Is Rob Stone really Marilyn Manson?" Yeah. I go, "Huh? What What do you mean?" Well, it's all over, like the Enquirer and stuff. I. Like I have no idea what you're talking about. And then somebody else on another show, they would, say, yeah. they would say, "Yeah, yeah, they oh this yeah. one." Somebody gets a, a funny idea, and they just they're see like, it. "We're going to keep <laughs> pegging it yeah, yeah,
2: places until it
1: works." Let's let's keep doing see what it. We'll somehow figure out that somebody on some sitcom became Marilyn, <laughs> Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: just keep going. My life's dream. <laughs> yeah, no, those were probably started by Marilyn Manson, perhaps. Right. Had. His people. His people. Yeah, his, people. his team. His the team, right.
1: Marilyn, we think it'll be good for you. I don't right. know why. I
2: don't know why. It'll get it your out name there. out there. We, we want to, to take you to an ABC sitcom. I'm not sure what that's going to do for you. Maybe all those people will buy your records. Oh, it post. would true. open up a family dynamic. That would be the angle. true. Because then it would get all the kids that have been watching, they would be like, oh my gosh, that guy that I grew up with that was like my prankster brother. Was really Marilyn Manson. I'll get a few albums. Yeah,
1: I don't see that I happening. So. <laughs> you told me to say no to drugs. I'm to say hello to
2: <laughs> anarchy.
1: Yeah. Anarchy. Uh, you've sung the national anthem several times at sporting events down here, and I've always wondered, like, especially in a giant stadium like Dodger Stadium in Anaheim, things like that. Like, how, is the echo insane? Like, how do you deal with yeah. that?
4: Well, the first time I did the anthem at Angel Stadium. Um they there I had headphones that cut out so my headphones cause, so that you could just hear yourself so, and right. not hear the echo ah. so the headphones cut off and I didn't know what
2: to do and I took them off and that was the worst thing I ever did Isn't that done. what happened to Beyonce? I'm not even know. being joking right now cuz she did the national anthem for Obama's um, oh, for he, the inauguration? Yeah. yeah. And he, I think that happened to her too. And oh, it's scary so.
4: because you can hear that horrible delay, the time mm-hmm. delay, yeah. and you just have to focus and sing your song. Oh my gosh. And then they started putting a speaker like right in front of you so that you could listen to yourself, for, like a monitor right in front of you right. so that you could hear yourself back. And um, I don't remember having any problems at Dodger Stadium, and I'm not really sure why It might have been a speaker thing or a headphone thing. I don't have to go go back and look at the pictures to see. But it's awfully exciting, and it's really nerve-wracking.
1: I can imagine. It's
4: really nerve-wracking because the last thing you want to do is mess up in front of thousands and thousands I mean, that's probably probably more
2: nerve-wracking than a Broadway show.
4: I thought yeah it was it was rough. It yeah. was rough because you just never get you cuz you don't do it all the time, right. you know, maybe if you're lucky once a season or every other season they'll invite you. Yeah. And you can't really cover
2: your ass in the national anthem yeah. Yeah. You can't. It's you like can't. you're
1: it's like you're auditioning for 40,000 people. And oh. You're singing a song that a cappella. <laughs> if you start <laughs> in the wrong key, Like, on the wrong note, that's trouble because it keeps escalating as far as, you know, it keeps getting (laughs) up and up and up and up. Mm -hmm. And if you forget the words, people are not forgiving because it is our national song, that whole thing.
4: Although Uh, I wonder how many people in the United States of America actually know Yeah. (laughs) We had to learn them in elementary school. I mean, it was, like, required curriculum. But at Dodger Stadium, you're with the organ. Oh, that's nice. if If memory serves. I say things and I lie, so you just have to take everything I say with a grain of salt. Um, because I, I do never remember- on Mr. Belvedere. Uh-huh. Wait, what? <laughs> I was on Mr. Belvedere? Oh, my God. Is <laughs> that what I was no, doing? No, you were the mom in Growing Pains. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, there were a bunch of us all at the same time, and everybody would get us all confused. Are you the growing pains mom or the small wonder mom or the,
2: you know, which one are you? That was a cool time for awesome moms on TV, too. There was a lot. There were a A lot lot of of them. like, Like, all these, like, working, interesting, smart, and, like, sassy ladies. Yeah. That was a great time. I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm not as tapped into family, TV,
1: whatever that is now, but. Oh, there aren't, there aren't moms anymore.
4: Yeah, there's. Every, <laughs> every, done every, away. Every mom is dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They all, went, they all went the Bambi route. Oh,
4: fun. Fun. <laughs> okay. First episode, the mom is taken dead. out and
1: shot. And then oh, the family I like the stuff. moms
4: on, on Modern Family. I think they're great. Oh, well, yes, Julie that is a, and, yeah, Julie Bell and Sofia Vergara. I think they're... You know, it, it just... What, when Roseanne came along um, and brought reality mm. real, a, a much more real take on what <laughs> Speaking family of Speaking oh. of
1: the national anthem. Speaking of national anthem.
4: But it just changed the dynamic. That was yeah. the moment where things changed, where we then began to... Expect people to kind of dress The way we really dress right. I was dressed I, every week I would have these Coiffed dress Outfits Oh my god It was great <laughs> And then I would go home I mean, the show would be over And I'd put my sweatshirt right. on And my sneakers You're Like,
2: and, oh, I've got so, food All over me again Oh,
4: shit <laughs> She says as she wipes The front of her show nice. I loved singing the anthem And I started singing the anthem Because of Bob Euchre Because he never gave up his day job as the announcer for the Milwaukee Brewers. He still does that to this day. And our schedule, our shooting schedule, was worked around his baseball schedule. And so when the... uh, They were American League then. When the Angels would play Milwaukee, then I would be invited to sing the anthem at Angel Stadium. And um, And then, you know, when you do one anthem and you turn out to be reliable, then you can... Your publicist can get you these yeah. anthems, right. so it's really cool. Got a lot of anthems coming in this year. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> anthems. But they treat <laughs> the you so circuit. great. I mean, really? you get the best seats in the house, and they give you toys and souvenirs, oh and gosh. they feed you, because they're not paying you, of course, but you just feel so important when you yeah. do an anthem. That's, That's
1: exciting. The, the, you can good the, seats in the house. Did you see that thing about that woman in Boston at Fenway? Oh, wow. God, it was awful. So there's not a lot of netting at Fenway, which there should be, and now I think this will fix that. But uh, a bat saw it in half, and a oh, guy no, was no. batting. It's a debris flew, and it hit her, struck her in the face, oh. and she's like... In serious condition Like they're expecting her To live Which is good Whoa. But it's pretty hardcore mm-hmm. And they just like They stopped the game For a, like a few minutes He had to be like Carted off on a stretcher And was just bleeding like crazy It was just awful Like and you don't Occasionally you'll read something About like a foul ball Hitting yeah, somebody Like sure. that's gonna happen mm-hmm. um, And half the time now It's because people Are looking at their phones And not the game Which is like Watch the game
4: You're at the
0: game
1: <laughs> You're Right Or you're if you're gonna the... do that There's between innings Which right. is when There would be commercials Happening and you have Like t- seven minutes Just look at your phone then <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, oh, it just kills me. Sports. Sometimes somebody will like die because they'll, like they'll fall through over a railing or something trying to catch yeah, a ball bad, bad, or like these. Right? Like there are freak accidents anywhere in everything. Yeah. But
4: and Fenway is such a fabulous park. It's really cool. It's the yeah, beautiful little park. It's just a great place. I've never seen a game there, but we took a tour of Fenway Park. Yeah, oh, cool. I did that and too. It's, uh, wow, it's,
2: you, know, you just. Feel all that history just coming. Are you a big head. baseball person? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there is something great though about but being in a park, though. Yeah, it's they're pretty magical. Mm-hmm. I, we, I've tried to like. We did that thing once for my family when I was like fourteen. Drove across country and we would just would hit baseball stadiums on the way, Yay. so we'd see a bunch of games uh-huh. and stuff. And like, I think we saw about five innings of one in St. Louis in the middle of summer. It was the hottest any of oh. us have ever been. And we're like, all right, we're good.
2: Okay. We've, <laughs> seen, we've seen it. Got the experience. Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: sighs> Well,
1: let's do first. Okay, let's great. Time for that. We do different first question every podcast. A so different first from life. Um, I think we'll do let's Do the standards one. You think? Yeah. All right. Uh, what was the first either uh, standard singer or album of standards you can remember being into?
4: Um, an album, I don't know, but my first singer that I remember really being into was uh, Frank Sinatra. Mm. My dad was a singer, and when he had a vocal group, and they played Las Vegas a lot and oh, that's um so cool. and if and they are, and their group would often be on the bill with sinatra at the sands hotel oh, oh my gosh so uh, when they were actually with sinatra and i was like little i don't know 6 years old something like that we would after their part of the show was done and sinatra would be on we would go up to the follow spot booth <gasps> and watch sinatra like every night that's great Whoa. so that made a huge huge impact on me that is so magical it was and and I think even as a little kid and I was a little kid I think I was like seven six seven years Mm -hmm. old I knew that this was and I was very showbiz savvy because I grew Mm -hmm. up in show business like hey (laughs) she's
2: got bits Uh, yeah
4: (laughs) I knew that that was very very cool and my dad would say now do you hear how he's singing that do you hear oh he's going a little sharp there and he's like you know this uh, and i would get this like um, running commentary running commentary so that was cool and then after that i think the the next singer that just knocked me out was barbara streisand um for my generation where i grew up how i grew up mm. that that was it it, it like it was earth-shaking. She, first of all, the voice, and then finding these kind of songs, Harold Arlen songs, and that were standards but done in just the way that she did them. was uh, it, it was like nothing I'd ever heard before, so that made a gigantic impact on me.
2: Did you ever see her perform?
4: I did. I saw her once when I was very, very young, and then um, just when I don't remember how many years ago it was, she played Staples Center... And, uh, my girlfriend plays harp in the, in her orchestra oh, wow. and they gave the, um, the players in the, in the band comps. So mm. she knew how I felt. And I think my daughter was still in high school. And so she said, "Do you and Nico want to go see Barbara?" I said, "Yeah."
0: Uh-huh. So, we'll so, make
4: it work. So, we, and I had another okay. girlfriend who was in that particular show as well, like acting. It
2: was like they had a little scene going yeah. on. So it was, oh my god, it was great. That's like another one of those. My friends are different than other my people's friends, friends. Are di- <laughs> you know.
4: And I hear myself talking sometimes, and I say, "Do you know? Do you ever listen to yourself talk about the people and all of that?" And I say, "Yeah, well, yeah, that's the way it goes." Too bad. Yeah.
0: Congratulations, <laughs> uh, me. Yeah.
4: Life is good. I can't pretend.
1: Yeah. I'm glad I asked that instead of the camping question. Yeah, I've uh, never been camping. So what was what was yours? Really,
2: never. Why do you need to? You should. Sure why would savvy. I, why would Try I want it. to do that? No, exactly. summer stock is camping, honey. Okay, why bye bye. Yeah. Summer stock was hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: hard. What was yours? Vanessa? who were you? Into
2: um, I remember I had, or my parents had an album of like the great ladies of song hmm. doing all these standards, and through that I fell in love like early with Ella Fitzgerald, and I we didn't listen to, like, modern radio at all in my house. They had, you know, my parents had, like, their records they would always play, and then it was always oldies in the car. So I was always, like, very out of touch with what other people were listening to. But I That's got, my kind of girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Real fun to hang out with. But I got so obsessed with her. Um, and the way that she would sing these songs that I'd learned other ways, you know, I'd heard on other albums, and just make them completely unique. Mm-hmm. And it sounded so spontaneous and just fun. So her and then Judy Garland mm-hmm. um, who had that same quality that would just like electrify a song that you already knew and do these unexpected things and you kinda of felt like she was either ready to laugh or cry behind yeah, every song. Yeah.
4: The Judy at um, at Carnegie Hall yes. album yeah. I mean we wore it out. Just absolutely wore it out. It's and so good. It's it's like nothing else ever, I think the to capture what that evening must have been like that album just is brilliant in how you feel you could close your eyes and you could feel like you were there
2: yes did you see or know that um Rufus Wainwright Recreated that concert? I I did not see it.
4: I know that he did it. I
2: went to that at the Hollywood Bowl. How Mm -hmm. was it? It was awesome. I mean, I really like him as Uh well, and it felt a little bit like indulgent. I mean, I guess every performer ultimately it's indulgent, but it did feel kind of like we were watching like his dream of wanting Uh wanting that night so badly. But that's kind of how that makes you feel listening to it. You know, you want to be you want to be there. You want to be in the middle of it. So that was really really fun. It's a brilliant album. Yeah, it's so good.
1: Nice. Cole. I think. I mean, I definitely listened to Sinatra and stuff like that, but I really was into Gene Pitney. I think oh, early because yeah, sure. "Town Without Town Pity" without is Pity. like one of my favorite songs ever. It's, it's such a good song, mm-hmm. good karaoke track too. No one knows it, it really. but I like it. Um, yeah, I think it probably would be Gene Pitney. Even though, I mean, I obviously I go deeper into the Sinatra songbooks yeah. and things than I would yeah. with Pitney, but uh, I just thought he was pretty fantastic. He
4: had such a great. Um, cry in his voice yeah. Gene Pitney um, he going back further 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 there was a singer named Johnny Ray who made his uh, who became famous because of that sort of cry that he had in his voice and Gene Pitney had a darker tone to his voice but also that same kind of almost teenage angst that would come through in the, in the tone of his voice yeah. and he was very appealing
1: Definitely. Well, that was my answer. I feel good about it. I feel good about it. Stand behind Uh, it. All right, let's do my uh, build a movie thing. Uh, This is a build a movie. We've been doing these a lot lately. They're fun. Uh, So, we're going to build a movie together. We can add any actor, actress, director, plot elements that we want, living or dead, doesn't matter. There's no budgetary constraints. It's completely (laughs) fictitious. It will probably never be made unless somebody hears this and decides to make it. Um, So, since you're a fan of uh, that. Awesome documentary uh What's it called 20, 20 Feet from stardom. stardom It's so good, good. Um, I thought we could Kind of go on that Idea of Let's build the best Backup singer To diva f- Dramedy f- Musical film That we can
2: You have to start Okay <laughs> First we need a diva Yeah uh,
1: Who would play A great diva
2: Oh You know what I want to say Oprah as a diva, kind of a modern Ella Fitzgerald or something. Wouldn't mm. that be great? Mm-hmm. I just recently watched her in Selma, and I had I missed the boat on a lot of movies. I didn't until see Selma. Like it's Ooh. very good. Oh, it's good. He it's got so rubbed. He
1: got so. so robbed.
2: Yeah, and it's so, so, so there. intense. But um, I forgot what how great she is to watch, and I think she would have fun playing something kind of like, you know, juicy and sassy like a diva. So Oprah's our diva.
1: Okay, but she's like the later years. Yes. So oh, you
2: want like a young okay. so, so she, she starts out so it's going to chronicle
1: her whole journey. Oh, okay. So like that's mm. when she's like on the top of the world, she becomes Oprah the big singing yeah. diva, but pre that, with
2: the secret alcoholism.
1: Right. She's she's younger and hungry oh, and has a good younger. Yeah. That's what we got to figure out. Who's mm-hmm. a good young Oprah.
2: I mean, Zoe Saldana's on the head. Um I mean, on my mind because we've mentioned her earlier. Or oh, um I'm so bad at names. The help. Um, Let me look it up. You guys can keep talking.
0: I'm on it. (laughs) I'm on it.
1: (laughs) All right. So she starts out like younger and she's given like a contract by some record label to... Sing back mm-hmm. up on a couple tracks because uh, uh they like her voice. They find her at some nightclub where she's working and she ends up filling in for somebody who's sick one night. <laughs> like it often happens in those books in those movies. And
4: never in real life. And never in real life. Um, <laughs> like a backup singer never gets hired by a record company. You get right. hired by a vocal contractor who's putting together a group to sing behind somebody, but Don't nobody's break the inter- illusion. Yeah, nobody's right. interested in that. <laughs> no
2: or drama. maybe you could show how it's really done. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> there you go. That oh. would be radical. That would be
4: cool. <laughs>
2: Move. Oh, oh, yeah. I was thinking like Octavia Spencer.
1: Okay. You, I like Octavia the, Spencer. I was playing young Oprah. Okay. Right? I'm okay with that. But we
2: haven't cast our backup singer yet, correct?
1: Well, no. She's becomes...
2: Oh, she go. Oh, her journey
4: is from backup singer
2: to diva. To diva. I see. Oh, so
4: I see. I thought she was a backup singer for a diva, Mm-mm. and the she Vivo becomes so she kind of a So she starts out. Oh, okay. Well, it's kind of like the Diana Ross and the Supremes, how they really started out as a trio,
2: and then and then
4: Diana has that star power. Has the- yeah. Yeah. So it's it could sort of be like that. So are you guys okay with Octavia? As- as a I'm fine thing. with that. How old is Oct- Octavia Spencer? I because don't know. you want somebody who's like.
2: 22. Okay, she's 21. definitely old. She's than that. Too old. She was born in 1970 yeah we she's need a like younger a grown woman. up she could be like this middle. is a very real casting conversation right? no, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's too old.
1: <laughs> what about yeah. what's her face from Scandal, Carrie Washington? Oh um,
2: yeah, I mean she's too old too though yeah. but if she's a
1: little younger I don't, I don't probably not by, by much though
2: mean yeah, probably uh, not she's by a much. grown up also yeah, yeah. Damn, we girl. need
4: someone I new mean, okay, so you could almost go with if there's if if the reality is out of the question, you could go with like Irene Kara. Yeah. Or somebody oh, yes. like that it's who true. sort of made a movie like that. Who who made that movie? Oh no, that was Mariah Mariah Carey. Where there was a movie Glitter. about. Glitter. Oh like, yeah. Like, glitter that, which I never saw. First
2: glitter
1: reference on the podcast. <laughs> I know. Yes, we took hundred and eighty one episodes, but we got there. We knew we would. That was our end game. Thanks guys. This has been the podcast. It's been really fun doing this for five years. Have good you night. really
4: been doing this for hundred and eighty one episodes? Yeah. So episode 181. Good for you. Thank you. That's fantastic. Not, Not good our. stick like to that. itiveness. It is. Mm-hmm.
1: So there you go. Okay. All right. Well, keep, how about this? It's Irene Cara. Let's make it Irene yeah, Cara, okay. right? Because like we can go from any era, right, so yeah. so that works. And then she becomes Oprah in the second half of the film. Right. <laughs> so Irene Cara, first half; Oprah, second half. Uh, all right. So we need to to add some colorful supporting characters to this mm-hmm. film. Uh, what's his name
2: from Whiplash? J.K. JK, oh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he could be their manager.
0: Yeah,
1: yep. that's good. He could
4: be the manager. Yeah. He starts out... He he would be the guy at the club who would... Because he's so... I mean, J.K. Simmons in real life is like the nicest man that ever walked the, yep. walked the earth. So he would be scouting talent. Uh-huh. Like in the he's Jillies got the ear for it. He's got the ear. He's a great singer. Did you know that? No. He's really? A, he's a musical theater guy. <gasps> wow. Yeah, he's awesome. a wonderful, wonderful singer. So go no. Um well, um, a lot of people start out in musical theater and then they get these other jobs and everybody yep. forgets that they can sing, but we digress. <laughs> um, so J.K. Simmons could be the manager who sees Irene Cara singing um, someplace and says, There's something to this girl. The cigar she falls out of his mouth. Glorioski mm-hmm. But she does She's just not seasoned enough But, but yeah. her singing is really good And her, she does all the things right That you need to do right as a backup singer yeah. Which is not necessarily what you need to be a diva So she's, she's, she blends well and She's, she's brought into to, the fold of a band
2: she, There you go she's An existing brought, girl mm-hmm. band called The Bows The Bows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. They Spelled wear big which hair bows? way? Uh, w Oh not just the Lord. right.
1: <laughs> and they have a current diva, Bella. So it's oh. Bella and the Bows Oh, yeah. Bella and the Bows yeah. and, and she's uh, she's a mess. She's and she's a played by mess. Courtney
4: Love. Oh, that's <laughs> great.
1: Yeah, there we go. There we go. And the club know. owner at uh, the place that they currently sing is Scuzzy. That's Joe Pantoliano. Joey, oh, oh Joey nice. Pants Joey Pants. Pants. Yeah,
4: Joey Pants. Um, right.
1: Also a very cool guy. Very very uh, a, character.
4: So he is a character. Do you know him?
1: Uh, he did the festival one year, uh-huh. and uh, he went on some morning. Show uh, to promote and like was just supposed to be like, doing a five minute segment, but then he just kind of took over the show. <laughs> and he was like wearing her; he like wore Catcher's T-shirt around all over town and oh, stuff. He nice. was just like a fun, colorful character so he guy. Was there
4: for you in his yeah, way, yeah, yeah. It, just kind of,
1: just kind of kooky and mm-hmm. fun. And Great. this, when watching the footage of him taking over this morning show, was just <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> um, all right, so he's the club owner. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and then maybe she could. Maybe the backup singer needs to get involved with the. Oh, it's an all-girl band. Yeah. Oh, well, then I don't want her to get involved with the drummer. Maybe um, she needs to have a uh, a conflict as she's um, pro- progressing, as J.K. Simmons is, takes her out of the all-girl band Ooh. because he sees more potential in her as a backup singer and starts getting her jobs with other... Groups like in the recording oh, studio. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
4: And then maybe he introduces her to a producer who is producing like some famous group, not a scuzzy group, yeah. but some famous group. And maybe we could have a really cool record producer. Oh, that's a good idea. Someone slick. Yeah. Someone slick, but someone who really knows what they're doing. Not a jive person, but yeah. someone who yeah. can really like a leading man kind of guy but not too handsome.
2: Okay. Hmm. Oh, you know, maybe Adrian Brody. Oh, Adrian Brody. Yeah. yeah, let's he's bring good. him in for that. Okay, Adrian Brody. Yeah, that works, I can okay. see that. Yeah, okay. I can see that. And he has a precocious daughter um, <laughs> that's under his desk, always singing. And he because he it's like and his she's babysitter by she's always Kennedy's. bails. And
1: she's played by like yet another Fanning that we did know. Yeah, didn't there's a new,
2: there. a new little one. Yeah. <laughs> and he always seems like he's got it together. But fan, then fan he find Fanning. Out. Her name's fan,
1: fan Fanning. Fan. Fan. Who knew? I'm a fan.
2: I like that. So that's how she gets her success ultimately is through him. And then she sort of leaves
4: J.K. Simmons behind oh, yeah. because she now has this record producer who's interested, who can really open the doors for her. yeah. And the record producer has her on lots of sessions singing backup for other people. And then eventually she goes on the road with the equivalent of the Rolling Stones. Oh, so we need a band that's sort of. Like, like, who would be fun to be in that band? That I mean, they play, like, stadium shows, and they do yeah. this really big stuff.
1: Yeah, we get, a f- like, a fun...
2: Snake Pot. Snake Pot. Snake Pot? <laughs> That's the name of the band. All right. <laughs> and then, so she's singing back up, and they've, they have not been a fan of her. This band, this awesome band, has not been a fan of her. She was kind of put into their fold by the right. record. Like, right, right, right. They didn't even want her vo- vocals. Nor
4: did the other two... Or three or four singers in the group No They didn't like her either Yeah And so they've very She doesn't very understand why they
2: don't like she's her very She's very likable And she's <laughs> trying too hard to be likable yeah. Which is the kiss of death and She's bringing chocolate chip cookies into rehearsal Just
1: too much At some point somebody just goes Honey, it's the business <laughs>
2: Yeah But then during the stadium show no. uh, The lead singer Was drinking before And they pass out during the show And everyone's panicking And she steps up and And owns it And owns it It's a viral video sensation Because she's singing it better than the original Oh my god And they find out she actually wrote the lyrics That Uh, were stolen from her uh, on the tour bus Oh my god Uh huh Wow And then she's a superstar
4: and now she's a super. And now she's
2: Oprah. And now she's Oprah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and Oprah was like, maybe she
2: could be like the little old lady in the nursing home. Oh yeah, <laughs> telling Turning her stage of the to story the young reporter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's how. <laughs> so we had to give
1: it a title. And oh, I'm okay. thinking we'll give it some like, this, this it's got to kind of pass mustard with like the studios, right? Yes. Every single yard worker has just shown up. Um, we always think it's louder than it is to us, but uh-huh. it hardly ever registers on mic. But that'll probably that's be better good. That's good man. I think that's much better um, Alright We'll give it some name Like Step Up to the Mic
2: Oh Or something Because well, that, that, that would pass That like would dance movie We can't have Step Up Oh it. Step Up oh, That's from, true um, How about oh. You're On
1: You're <laughs> no, On that's Way not That's <laughs> a not little script gen- at all you it a little, <laughs> <laughs> a little something
2: <laughs> Okay Um Um We haven't named her Maybe that will help Oh Uh Cc. Uh, Cece
1: takes the mic. Cece.
2: that sort of sounds like an after-school special. Yes, it does. It does. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um.
2: <laughs> or
1: a kids book.
2: But I think uh, Cc is a. You think is a little. It's an amateur name. I, I didn't do a good job. Yeah. Um, but... Darla. <laughs> Darla. <laughs> Nobody's called Darla anymore. That's the name of the movie Nobody's, nobody's called, called Darla, Darla anymore, anymore.
1: <laughs> And they change her name And it's just a profile <laughs> That sounds like a lifetime movie But I'm, I'm okay with it <laughs> yeah. There's it, eh? Nobody's it called Darla like a, anymore Sounds like a book
2: from the 60s I can see the font and everything.
1: <laughs> like, I'm okay with it All right. Nobody's, nobody's called, called Darla, Darla anymore, anymore. <laughs> That's the title of, of the movie right. We did it you That's guys We success. built it Yay. I'm very proud of that
2: These are my questions You're almost done You've done oh, a wonderful job wow. Have you ever met an Olsen twin? Yeah, <gasps> sure, of course. When they were little, they were in the family.
4: They were in um, on what was their show called Family Ties? No, what Full was their House. show? Soul House. House. So their show and our show TGAF were on TV at the buddies. same time. Yeah. Our studio teacher, Laura Gary. Um, well, who I play
1: softball with.
4: Oh, you play softball Sundays. with, well, I she's a Laura real athlete. Oh my yep. God. Give her a hug and a kiss for me. I will. Which might not be appropriate on the softball field, but you never know. <laughs> so Laura's daughter, Lindsay, mm-hmm. and my daughter, Nika, are the same age. And so Laura would always bring Lindsay to tape night or whatever, and Nika and Lindsay would play and everything. And then, um, Lindsay's birthday party at Pickwick ice skating rink. This is
1: so funny. I know. Because Laura as well. was also
4: the teacher on Full House. They we were on like a schedule that she could do that. Um so I think the girls were I want to say like maybe six or seven something just like that nice at the um the so the skating rink party and the girls were there the Olsen twins were there to go to Lindsay's birthday party
2: do they have that star
1: power already they were God, just I got to ask Lindsay <laughs> about that well, Lindsay's currently in Toronto working on a film but ah. uh, so she's been gone for a while but she plays softball as well sometimes I can't
2: believe so. you're so tapped into this and you've never told it's me weird. <laughs> it's weird I didn't realize it's it either I mean
1: I knew Laura I'm was a, s- I knew three. Laura was a set teacher or something because mm-hmm. she because she told me like oh I know Bryce I yeah, him yeah. And, you know, mm-hmm. that whole thing I just never occurred to me that stretched out. Know. well well Laura Laura. Laura's
4: a big shot in the studio teacher world <laughs> yeah
1: there you go yeah.
2: and now we know the olsens have roller skated ice skated ice skated. Skated. skated even better okay yeah. great um, you don't okay.
1: remember that from their stri- straight to video film ice to see you i'm assuming that would be called that's what they call it
2: <laughs> um Okay, so if this is, These are like hypotheticals Sure um, If you and your daughter Were given the go-ahead To lead up any Broadway revival What would you choose And what roles Would you give yourself Gypsy
4: Why would there even oh, Be a of question of course This is like our Lifelong dream Is that Nika Graf Lanzaroni And I Would do Gypsy together I've played Mama Rose She has never played Louise and um, it's like we we got to hurry up before we're both really too old to do it. But this I did is did that our... show
1: once it's a tap dancing newsboy, and I was Arnold with the uh, thing at the very beginning at the talent show. Yeah, what is the Arnold, accordion? The accordion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like so that that
2: that's well, I will put that wish in the world. That's yeah, a, a wonderful that's wish. Our, that's our dream. Oh my I saw gosh.
1: Patti lapone do that last time I brought it a few years ago. It was pretty great. Yeah, I didn't see to have that. one. I've to see her. it's like, okay. I didn't see
0: that one.
2: You've had more than one husband on TV. Many. And if you had to be married to any of the TV husbands you've had for a year, and your husband, your current husband, understands this, he has, you know, he gets it, it's something you have to do. Mm-hmm. Who do you choose? Oh, Bob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because
4: he, he's a complicated, interesting guy, on top of being really, really funny. He's really smart, he's really um, incredibly. Educated, he's a self-educator. He knows everything that's going on in the world. He reads like three newspapers a day, and um, he's uh, yeah, yeah. I I just I feel very close to him, so that would be the easy. Yeah,
1: that would be the easy one. A good answer,
4: and he has a lot of money. There you go. Oh, yeah. Also good. Also good. And he doesn't he's, hurt. He's Never very generous, and his wife is a very good friend, and I don't think she would mind at all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, that's a very good friend. Um, okay, if you could only be a single threat, which threat would it be? Singer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's what you. That's yeah. your heart call. That's, yep. Uh, you've gotten this one before, but I'm going to ask it again. You've angered a wizard, and he is giving you a punishment. Either you can only wear your hair in the Mrs. Belvedere style, exactly, forever, or you can only wear full-length formal gear and heels for three years.
4: Oh, hair? Forever. Yeah, because heels, not yeah. so good. No, I'm no. Bad, 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 not bad. So That's good. what I would do, too. Yeah, I don't own a dress. I don't own a gown, honey. You got a show coming up on the twenty fourth. What are I'm you going to tu- do? I'm a tuxedo person. Oh, nice. Yeah, I never. I I haven't worn a dress. I can't remember the last time I wore a dress. So really? The, yeah, I know. Everybody's always surprised at that, but it's true. Um, it's you have a, like a gloomy aura about you. So I, I like the, you. I like the sparkles in the rhinestones, yeah. but I just don't like dresses and gowns. It just makes me feel icky. So um, I would I would go for the hair, belvedere it up. Yep. It
2: would still look good. Yep. That's all there is <laughs> to
4: it. <laughs> Do you ever have you ever seen that show what's it called The Miller? Is it The Millers? The one with George not with um Jeff Garland? Oh, I um, know, The Goldbergs. The Goldbergs. Yeah. The Millers was the other was the Oh, yes, I yeah, see. Yes, yes, yes. The, the Goldbergs. Yeah. Oh, and the first dudes. time the when she came on with my hair mm-hmm. and my outfits, like she's like they squished together Joanna Kearns and me mm-hmm. and made her and mm-hmm. I just laughed my ass off. Oh it. my gosh. It, that's it. She is the illegitimate child of Joanna Kearns and Eileen Graham.
2: The look holds up. <laughs>
1: You did it, I Eileen. Mean, you made it all the way through.
2: Aww. Thank you so much.
1: Um, Thank you. And we created uh, quite a memorable film, I think. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so people should go see It's Better With a Band, uh, as we mentioned it before. But I'm going to reiterate it. Wednesday, June 24th, 8.30 p.m., Catalina Bar and Grill, CatalinaJazzClub.com, and EileenGraph.com. And it'll
2: be a real show. I mean, like you're saying, like a 14-piece band, it'll feel yeah. kind of like going back in time. Yep.
1: 13 so of them exciting. are piccolos. We should <laughs> put that out there. It's
2: a disclaimer. Right. <laughs> and, and if you want to find
4: out about the hipper part of my family, it's my daughter, Nika Graff-Lanzaroni, who with her partner, Mo Brady, have a very popular podcast called The Ensemblist, which is about, uh, it's a Broadway uh it's a Broadway. They've only done fifty episodes. They have not done as many as you, but they're but they're doing really well. And she's like the cool person in the family. Like, nice. She's the one that knows what's going on in the world <laughs> as opposed to me. It's like eh? that's when we came in. I said, What kind of mics do you have and all of this mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I don't know anything about it. But um, but thank you so much for having me. It was really, really fun. Of course.
1: Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Uh, guys, follow the show on Twitter at PMC Podcast. I'm at Colstrag. I'm at Vanessa Ragland. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for being here, Eileen. Thank you. Yay. Subscribe to the Pot My podcast on itunes check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com and follow us on twitter at pmc podcast thanks for listening